0: Thank you guys so much for your generosity and love for the, the community around us. And as you heard, uh, you know, Teen Challenge is with us this morning. Uh, <clears throat> they have uh, some crosses for sale back there. If you're looking for last minute gifts, if you want to grab one of them before you leave today, that'd be great. And uh, they would appreciate it. Just your support of their ministry. That was our very first stop. And you know, uh, we did have our first little incident on our toy run yesterday and. the With uh, Pete and uh, Robin. Robin was riding with Pete. They're watching us online. Had an accident, and uh, the policeman's good. They're both good. Robin has broken ribs, as you know, probably, and she's going to stay kept overnight because she has asthma, and they didn't want her to develop pneumonia, but they're good. God is good, man. I tell you what. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, um, obviously a moment frozen in time as it's happening right in front of you and uh, didn't sleep a lot last night through all that stuff and going through things and just processing and you know as we were there in the moment I just want everybody to know that you know as we were there just what I just called out to God in his verse it says but we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose not ours we don't understand things God didn't cause an accident but God will always work through the events of our life to bring about his good and glory always And he already is, yeah. Robin texted this morning and she's, um, they're watching online as well, so hi Pete, hello Robin. You guys can give him a hello. Merry Christmas. Um, God gave her opportunity to witness to the nurse last night and to pray for her and uh, when the lady was off her shift, she came back and told her the five minutes that that was happening were the most impactful time that she had in her entire 12-hour shift, and God did something right there, you know, and so like I said, like, you know, God does stuff through things, you know, Uh, and I'm very grateful for that, so we're going to learn, we're going to walk through it, but I do again want to say thank you, you guys are awesome, your love is amazing for the community, we're grateful for all those that are here, and uh, just a word of, um, also, um, y'all have to forgive me that gave you the wrong address to go to from that poise. (laughs) I have no idea what happened there, except that, um, you know, things were happening in my head, and I gave you a 4900 so if you didn't make it to our final destination, that was on me, and I apologize. I told you guys to meet us over there, and I gave you the wrong address, and uh, so we're glad for those of you that made it, and uh, you know you have to forgive me if you want to go to heaven, so, (laughs) and I love you, and I am Sorry. That stuff happens sometimes, you know, uh, let's see. We also had our hands and feet ministry. I wrote myself a note, so I wouldn't forget everything going on and I didn't start the service with announcements and I don't want to get hung up on them now, but our hands and feet ministry, uh, Greg and Nancy took a group of our people over to the veterans cemetery and they laid 641, I believe wreaths on those, uh, yesterday while we were doing the toy run. And again, I just want you to know, like that's God's hands and feet in the community in both situations. And so thank you to you guys. Let me pray with you. Father, we love you. We're so grateful for Jesus. God, where would we be without you? As we're here gathered together, it's in your name. That's the whole reason we're here. It's because of you, Jesus. God, thank you for loving us like you do. Lord, just be with us now. Anoint my lips that I might speak your word. Just get me out of the way, God, so that you can be seen, heard, and known in a new way. We love you in Christ's name. Amen. You know, this theme is love, right? And I love this. That's our, our heater turns on, and it's going to wake you guys up every once in a while. So if you hear that sound, everything is good. I want to begin with what the Bible says love is, because our society does not know what love is. And the church, honestly, has not taught love correctly. We don't understand the fullness of love, and we never can understand the fullness of love but the bible gives us some information for you and i to begin to understand what love is so let me share with you what love is in first corinthians 13 i'm not reading the verses verbatim i'm taking what is told us in that context telling us what love is and this is what it says love is patient any conviction around the room Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love is not boastful. Love is not proud. Love is not rude. Love does not demand its own way. Love is not irritable. (laughs) Coffee shop was open this morning. You have no excuse for not having your coffee. (laughs) Love is not irritable. Love keeps no record of being wronged. So you guys don't even remember that I gave you the wrong address, right? Should never be brought up again. Keeps no record. Love does not rejoice about injustice. Love rejoices when truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful. Come on, y'all, quit putting your head down. Amen. Love is always hopeful. Amen. Love endures through every circumstance. Amen. That's God's word. Church, God is telling us what love is. He is letting us know this is love. You're going to notice some things that we're missing from God's word that we have interpreted love to be. There was no mention of sex. It wasn't. I didn't see anything talking about our emotions or feelings. Not at all. What I see is God saying to His people, you of all people on the planet need to understand what love is. And here's what God's word says in 1 John 4. You ready? Dear friends, let us, writing to the church, remember, continue to love one another, for love comes from God. And anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So look. Not only does God's word tell us what love is, God's word tells us who love is. It's who he is. Do you understand? See, like when we begin to put love in the proper context, we do understand that we have been taught wrongly. We practice it wrongly and we understand it wrongly. God is not a feeling or an emotion. He's not something we fall into or out of. He is. He is. Is, therefore love is. Church, we need to grasp this because this is the foundation of the entire relationship that we have with God and He tells us this. This is what it's all about. As Christians, we're to love one another. In the church, it's, I'm, of course it's not our church, it's everyone else's. They have problems loving each other. Church is split. I mean, have you ever heard of that? Some of you maybe were involved. Don't raise your hand or say amen if you were. Because you see, when we look at what God's word says, it tells us that love endures. It's hopeful. It's not demanding its own way. How would a split ever happen if we're not demanding our own way or the way we see it? It's okay to leave a church if they're not preaching the gospel. And people ought to leave that church. People ought to leave that church if they're not preaching the gospel because it's all about Jesus. Man, we look at God's word and he's telling us something. It's, it's, this is what it is and what it's not. This is how we are to love one another. Just right here. Just be patient, kind, hopeful, enduring through all circumstances. You know, everybody's like celebrating because 2020 is coming to an end. 2021's coming. I just want you to know. <laughs> nothing's ending it's crazy how we get these things in our our minds right we're gonna go on and there's going to be new things but the word of god says that love goes through all those things and stays the same it doesn't change with whatever's going on around me hey husbands and wives here's the greatest counseling you could ever get first corinthians 13 If you both individually begin to practice what that word says, there's no no way you'll ever break up. It's right there in the word of God. Always patient, not irritable, always kind, right? How could we fall out of that? It's not what it says, it's God's word, man. It's the truth. See, it's love. It's God. When God is in the midst of something, things get better. They don't fall apart. They get better. It's when he's not there that things fall apart. Every marriage that has faltered and fell apart, I guarantee you, it's because God wasn't in the middle of it. It's impossible, church. It's just God's word. You cannot love without God. God is love. Now when we look in the Word of God, and He says this, we know that God is not a feeling, but our feelings can be affected by God. Love can affect our feelings, but it is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's not an experience. God is not an experience. He is. Love is not an experience. Look, I want you to know that there is no love in a one-night stand there's not there is no love there see that's selfishness and that is not love see it's about the other see we've we've cheapened love into an idea of sex we even say that making love what in the world how jacked up is that you can't make god Seriously, we got to we got to start thinking right and start to understand what the foundation of our relationship truly is. Church, like the emotions, the sex, the feelings and none of that's mentioned in the in that context of our understanding of what God is telling us what love is. And so then now we have to reprocess things. So I'm going to use flu as an example instead of COVID, because all of y'all have had the flu in the past, and not everybody's had COVID, and I am not making light of any one of those. Last year, we had a terrible flu that went through. All of us here in Tucson, if you remember, from November, December, and January, it was everybody. Y'all had it, and you gave it to me. I just want you to know. Thank you. <laughs> but see, the flu, is, the flu affects your feelings, It absolutely hits you and devastates you and knocks you down, right? So when you have the flu, it does not take love away. Just got to think this through for a second. It's really important for us to put this process into place. So when you have the flu, it's not really in your mind to love people. You don't. It's not like you're feeling all passionate and and emotional about things. You're sick, and you feel sick. See, that's a feeling, and that's a moment, and that's something you come into and come out of. That's not love. But listen, the flu, COVID, none of that stuff affects love. It doesn't change love. As sick as I may feel, that does not mean I don't love God Love my wife, love my family. But in that moment, that's not what I'm thinking of writing or texting or saying to anybody. See, but the truth is that love exists within me in spite of what I'm feeling. Please take that home with you, especially in your marriages. It's not about what you're feeling in the moment. Feelings can change by anything. Anything can affect your feelings. In in When my pastored in Michigan, we were there for many years. Thank you, Jesus. We're in Tucson. I, uh, especially now, man. It was so cold when I rode in. It was 28 degrees when I left my house today. I was like, man, this is, I can't stand that cold, man. Looking forward to the ride home, but let's not get lost. All right, so I'm, I'm in Michigan. Uh, that's where we were born and raised. My wife and I, my family, all of us came from there. And, um, well, obviously. Uh, anyway, so... What happens is, if you live in those northern climates, it's dark all the time in the winter, right? I mean, literally, it doesn't get light till way late in the morning, and it gets dark by 5 o'clock. So, like, you don't see the sun very often because it's cloudy when, it's, when it is daylight. And you literally could go from December to February and not see the sun. So I know you all down here don't understand that, but I'm telling you, it's crazy how it affects people. After a few years of pastoring there, I pastored in Wayne for 12 years. I could write people's name in my book that was going to call me having problems. In the end of January into February, they were feeling depressed, overwhelmed, feeling this disconnect, feeling troubled in their marriage, in their home life, their job, their family. All because they hadn't seen the sun. I'm not joking. After a few years, I was like, this is crazy. Kim and I would talk about it. I'm like, look, this is what's happening. I right now know what's going on and who's coming. You know why, church? Because there was a feeling that came over them with the absence of being in the presence of the physical sun up there in the sky, right? Okay, so now the fact of the matter is they were not not in love with their spouse, Their problems weren't greater in December, January, and February than they were any other time of the year. But they felt different. Therefore, they perceived things different, but nothing was different. We can't trust our feelings. See, we can trust love. And so when you trust love, there's this firm foundation for it is God and God is not movable. He is not changing with the seasons. When we face challenges, He is there. No matter how we feel, we were singing about it in the songs we sang today. He is our God. Love is the motivation of giving. Now, In John 3, 16, I'm going to read it to you from the NLT, so it's a little different than all y'all memorized it as a kid in church, right? So just listen to it. It doesn't say it any different in the message. I'm saying it's not changing the context, but it changes the wording. I think sometimes it's good for us to hear. Listen to this. For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life so god is love and then he manifested his love in the giving y'all know that in the english language we don't have a right translation for that word in the greek language in the new testament that's written in aramaic and greek there's a few different words that are translated in our language love so we love our dog we love our house we love our spouse we love our motorcycles and all those type things, right? We love them. But obviously, they're not the same. You know, I'm not going to give my life for my motorcycle. Sorry, not going to happen. I do love it, but it's a different thing. But we use that same word. And see, that's part of why we get so confused when we're talking and expressing love. So when we look at this, this word right here, for this is how God loved the world... That scripture verse that speaks and translates the word love over is that word agape, right? You know, probably most of you have heard that in, in, your, in your Christian life and in church. And that word agape really doesn't have a great definition in the English Is why we struggle in the translation to give us the true meaning of what that's saying to us. God is agape. That's who he is. And the only way that we can kind of uh, interpret that is giving or charity. If you have the old King James and you read that 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, the word is charity, not love. But that's because we're trying to get the meaning across to people saying, this isn't a feeling, this is an understanding. It's all about what you're doing for someone else. Think about that. See, true love is what we're doing for someone else not self sin is all about me it's all about self it's not about you I'm gonna use you to make myself feel better that's sin that's why I said there's no love in a one night stand there's no love in an uncommitted relationship sorry but it's true it's God's word Jesus was God's Love to us. This is what God did for us there in that word. He said, I'm giving you love. <laughs> you cannot possess love without God. Nope. Therefore, if Jesus is not in your heart as your savior, you're not in love with anybody Correct. except self. And that's why your marriage and stuff is all screwed up because you're trying to love by the world's standards and the flesh and through self and it is impossible for sin owns you. The only way to love is to have Jesus because God is love and if you don't love and have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ love does not exist in you. See that's why the world had to manufacture something that they call love because everyone is searching for it. Everybody's looking for love. You know that. We have songs about it in probably every genre there is. Looking for love. And truly the world's looking for it in all the wrong places. Only place you're going to find it is Jesus. There's no other way. So if God is love, and he manifested his love, or he demonstrated his love by giving us Jesus, then church... We need to start building these blocks of foundations in our lives to understand what love is. Now, God says to us, He gave Jesus to the world. We also know that God knew not everyone would accept Him, but He gave Him anyway. See, love is not based on the reciprocation, love is. That's pretty amazing. See, Most of us give love the way we receive it. And if we don't receive it, we stop giving it. For God so loved the world that he gave. Isn't that amazing? Think about it. He gave love to us knowing the majority would reject it. Romans 5 says this to us. When we were utterly helpless. Isn't that awesome? Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good, but God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. All right, we can just pause and give a hand to clap to God on that one, man. (laughs) While we were still sinners, He loved us. God's love for you has not changed because you finally said yes to Jesus. He loved you the same before. He pursued you relentlessly with His love. He is pursuing you relentlessly with His love today. He is amazing. That's what love is. Love relentlessly pursues. Thank you, God. (laughs) christian the full expression of god is in our love one for another so when we look across the church and our country alone look there's been a lot of blame put out there by the church and by everybody in society we're trying to find someone to blame for why our country's screwed up right now the issues we have i i, I want to first point the finger at the church because we need to own up to what god's word says right seriously and and if we the church are not living the way God has called us to live, what hope does society have? They don't have one. Because you see, they don't have love, and so they're all about self, and so everything that's happening around us in the world is motivated by sin, which is self, and everyone's seeking their own. That's the problem. Listen, we have the answer. We have the answer. This is what Jesus told us. We are the full expression of his love. John 13. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. The church of Jesus Christ across our nation has not proven Jesus very often. We haven't. We need to own up to that. I mean, it's crazy what we have done as the church of Jesus Christ. Now again, I know it's not us, it's everybody else's church. But the problem is, that is totally a joke in case you're watching online. Not a funny one, just a sad one, but it's true. See, when he tells us that the world will know, everyone's going to know you're a disciple of Christ by your love one for another. And as we look back and we need to be reminded of what that is again from 1 Corinthians. You ready? See what love is, is love is patient, kind, not jealous, not boastful, not proud, not rude, not demanding of my own way, not irritable, no record keeping of wrongs, not celebrating the bad, yes, celebrating the good, always persevering, never losing faith, always hopeful, pushing through all challenges. That's what love is. So now when he says you are to love one another, and uh, someone's in your seat. Someone's in your parking spot. Someone cuts you off in the parking lot. Someone gets to the restaurant in front of you. I don't care what it is. Look, man, love one another. Are you doing with? Are you actually living and doing? Please don't answer this out loud. Are you doing this with just the people around you? God bless you, man. I love it. Isn't that awesome? It's okay, brother. Is this who you are? (laughs) See, as a Christian, we proclaim love came down from heaven, right? Love came down from heaven. That's what God's word says. Love came down from heaven. For God so loved the world that he gave himself, which is love, Jesus To all of us. So we in the church proclaim love came down from heaven, that love gave his life for us, and because we've seen that and responded to it, now love lives within us. For God says, the Holy Spirit lives in the heart of those who are redeemed. Therefore, God, the Holy Spirit, who is love, lives in me. Church, He lives in me. When you read the fruit of the Spirit, do you realize love is in there? Love. See, the Holy Spirit is producing this in us because we are incapable of loving. We can't do it. It is an act and work of God only. Therefore, when we embrace Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells within, then the Holy Spirit begins to produce love in us. This production of love brings these things that we were just reading what love is to the forefront of who you are. See, that's how we become Christ-like. To live love is to live Christ-like. So the Holy Spirit is inside of us and He's working on all these things inside of us. That does not mean that you've arrived and you're doing all those things. So don't feel too convicted here today, but I want God to speak to us about the things that absolutely we need to be convicted about because if we're making the proclamation that love lives inside of us, there ought to be some evidence that love lives inside of us. Not the person we used to be. Nope, maybe we haven't arrived yet, but we're definitely not that person. And if you can look back yesterday and you're different today, you're on the right track. All right, seriously. So this is what Jesus was saying the night that he gave his life. Well, he was being arrested to give his life. He washed the disciples feet and he knew they were going to turn their backs on him and run. He knew that while he washed their feet. He knew that Judas was going to come and kiss him as a betrayer, and he washed his feet. See, that's what love is. That's what love is. Jesus did not allow the temporary challenges the disciples were going to be facing in the next 72 hours to affect his love. Right? Think about it. The disciples were following Jesus, and yet they did not yet possess love, for the Holy Spirit was not dwelling in them. See, the reason they ran was fear and self. They had committed themselves to Him. They said so. They believed in their mind they were going to be there for Him. But see, with the absence of love within them, Self-preservation took over and they ran. (laughs) Think about it. Later, once the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2, after Jesus ascended and sent him down, every single one of them except John gave their life for Christ. Why? Love. And John was put on the island of Patmos because of his faith left out there in exile. Just so you know. You see the difference? The difference between me trying to serve God in my flesh and possessing God within my heart. There's a change that happens in us. And Jesus, seeing through that, loved them anyway, served them in love and washed their feet, looking beyond. Why? Because love endures all challenges. <laughs> Here's what first corinthians says in the very beginning what i gave to you started in verse four i'm going to read the first three verses for us here today if i could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others i would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if i had the gift of prophecy and if i understood all of god's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if i had such faith that i could move mountains but didn't love others I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Do you see what God's word is telling us, church? He's telling us something so significantly important that we need to understand about this love. Nothing you do, nothing that you are matters. If love is not in it, if love is not it, and if love is not the foundation, I don't care what you do. We could give toys to every person in the city. Doesn't matter. If love isn't in it, it means nothing. You feel good about yourself. You know, that's why the world does charity, because we feel better about ourselves when we help others. It's still, and an act of love can be selfish. Is that crazy? All right, God's word's pretty straight up with us. The absence of God is the absence of love. And the absence of love means no matter what you do, it's meaningless. And that's why people continue to pursue something else. See, many of us that are in the not wealthy category of our country think that money will bring you happiness. And yet, if we would just pause for a second and look at the most wealthy people in our country, they're some of the most miserable people in our country, and very few, if any of them, continue in any kind of loving relationships because everything they pursue and they desire and they go after does not satisfy the soul. God's word has already told us this, and we're the church. Solomon had more wealth than anyone on the planet. And he had turned his back on God. And everything that he did as he accumulated more and more and more wealth and more stuff. And he had like a wild zoo in his garden and he had all these things and he had a thousand wives because he did not let anything go out of his fleshly desires. And he found everything to come up empty. He told us this. He's like, I had it all. I have it all. It's before me. And yet I feel empty. And here we are thinking just a little uh, more a little something if just this if i can attain that i'll be happy you'll have a moment you'll have a moment it's like that moment but that feeling leaves seek because it's not love it can't satisfy so that feeling leaves Do you know how you feel when you first meet that special someone in your life? I've told you before, I'll tell you real fast again, and I'd say this, that, you know, like the first time Kim and I held hands, we were just kids, you know. uh, She was 15, I was 16 when we started dating. We got married when she was 19, I was 20. We came to Jesus when she was 18 and I was 19. But I can remember the very first time we held hands... I can remember the first time that she kissed me, and I said she kissed me because she was the one that did it, not me. (laughs) I can remember all that. Like, seriously, you understand what I mean. If you've ever had someone that you thought you loved in that moment, all those feelings, and I did love her with all the ability I had, but I didn't have any because it was the absence of God. Everything about our relationship was my desire for her physically in every way just being honest with you. God came and transformed us, but I'm just saying this for this reason. The feelings you have, right? Those are emotions. So the touching of the hand is magic. The first kiss is magic. Those days going on, like you feel that feeling. Uh, Honeymoon season, puppy love, all those words we use and all that stuff. But sooner or later, you don't have the same feelings. When I hold my wife's hands, I don't get all Emotional. I'm not being mean or anything. I'm serious. I hope I'm more mature than that now. That doesn't mean that I don't have feelings in my holding of her hand. But I never feel that lightning emotion, that rush that goes to your brain, like when we're walking along. And the first time that it really came a reality to me was when I grabbed her hand and I said, hey, babe, you need to put some cream on those things. (laughs) Not one of my better moments. I'm admitting that right now. But see, then God definitely spoke to me through that. He did. I mean, she did too, but he spoke louder. Uh, <laughs> all right. Seriously, you know, you're young and dumb. You grow up a little bit and you get wiser and stuff, but um, I'm still learning. But I'm walking with, you know, in that moment and later on, God was like, you know, what about that, Dave? What about that? You no, know, seriously, he was challenging me about my understanding of love. And allowing feelings to run my life. I'm a very emotional guy. If you know me, I am. I, I'm very emotional. And he was like challenging me and saying, Dave, you can't let emotions run your life. Because you're going to be all over the place. You have to have a foundation in me. It's okay to have emotions. But you got to use them right and not let them run you. And therefore, when we talk about God, see, it's not about that initial feeling. Do you know when you first got saved, it was like that puppy love moment. God gives us that. There's no doubt about that. He gives us that feeling, that excitement, that celebration. It's to engage in that relationship with him and love it. But if you're just looking for your next feeling, you're in trouble. Because, see, love is not a feeling. Love is a relationship of commitment, of one giving to another. Therefore, when I step into this relationship with God through Jesus Christ, He has given to me, therefore I am giving back to Him. That's how a marriage works. That's what love is. Love responds with love. So, we just read that in 1 Corinthians, and i got to hurry up and get out of here. So, uh, this, I mean, y'all do, I know. Um, <laughs> First Corinthians verses 1 Corinthians 1-3 through three tells us that we can fake love. See, it says we could do all those spiritual things that we talk about in church. That's what he was just telling us. But if love's not there, it means nothing, right? So we can fake our Christian thing. We can fake stuff. But you can't, like, fake God. You can't. He knows when he sees himself or us. So when he looks at us, he either sees his own reflection or he sees us. Love is what Christmas is all about, church. It's what it's all about. None of this other stuff. All these things are sidebars and fringe things. It's all about Jesus. Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Have you done that? Stand up with me, church. On the list of 1 Corinthians 13, how is your love? Are you patient, kind, not jealous, not boastful, not proud, not rude, not demanding of my own way, not irritable, no record-keeping of wrongs, not celebrating the bad, but celebrating the good, always persevering, never losing faith, always hopeful, pushing through all challenges. Is that you? Lord, forgive us. Oh, God, help us. Seriously, God, we need you to work on us. We want to represent you as the light of the world, which is love, God. Seriously, we need so much more of you. God, I pray that you would teach us and and touch us this Christmas season and these days ahead, more and more understanding of who you are and how to love and how to manifest that love to this world that is lost and broken and looking for love. Oh, God, let us represent you fully. We love you, Lord. Thank you so much for Jesus. God bless you guys. Have an amazing day with him. He loves you. Merry Christmas to you. Hope to see you Christmas Eve.